This is the Discover Demelza podcast, episode five. You are listening to the Discover Demelza podcast, where you will join with Demelza in learning new things that will benefit your physical, mental, and spiritual health and well-being. Discover Demelza is sponsored by Your Natural Choice, supplier of Moore's Original Ointment. Considered the best under the sun in the Victorian era, this continues to be an effective and soothing all-natural cream that is kind to your skin. Don't miss out on this great product. Get yours today. Also sponsored by Cheeky Monkey Safaris, your ideal choice for an amazing safari adventure in the Serengeti Plains and other spectacular national parks in Tanzania. Book now to take advantage of a holiday of a lifetime. And now, your host, artist, entrepreneur, and Christ follower, Demelza Marie. Happy Chinese New Year! This is the year of the monkey, apparently. Each Chinese New Year is characterized by one of 12 animals which appear in the Chinese zodiac, and each animal has certain characteristics. I have a niece or nephew due to be born this year, so they would be characterized as quick-witted, charming, lucky, adaptable, bright, versatile, lively, and smart. Based on the animals and years, it turns out that I would be a dog. I love dogs, so that's okay with me. They describe people born in the year of the dog as loyal, sociable, courageous, diligent, steady, lively, adaptable, and smart. My husband would be a rooster. As I say this, I have a vision of a dog chasing a rooster around the yard. Not too sure those animals are all that compatible. Just as well, I don't really go along with these ideas. However, I do like monkeys. If you have access to my blog, check out my latest cartoon of Tumbili the monkey, celebrating the Chinese New Year. Another interesting fact about the Chinese New Year, which is also called the Spring Festival, is that the date changes based on the lunar solar calendar. A lunar solar calendar is a calendar in many cultures whose date indicates both the moon phase and the time of the solar year. So this year, 2016, it is on the 8th of February. It's not something I've given much thought to until teaching English to Chinese students online, where I now have more interaction with the culture than I did prior to teaching. Since they celebrate the Chinese New Year now, I wondered if they also celebrated New Year at the same time we do in most other countries, using the Gregorian calendar. I'd never actually paid attention and had just assumed it was the case. It turns out that they celebrate both dates. Along with the year being represented by an animal, there are certain taboos, or things to be avoided, on the first day of the New Year. One of these is not to take medicine on the first day of the lunar year, because it'll mean you'll get ill for a whole year. For those of us with illnesses of various kinds, I'm not sure what to make of that. If we take our medicine, we're doomed to another year of being ill? Or if we do not take our medicine, can we expect to get healthy? Hmm. There are various other interesting things on the don't-do list, which I'll share with you too. This list is courtesy of thetelegraph.co.uk. So, Chinese New Year's Day Taboos, to be avoided on the first day of the Chinese New Year. Medicine. Taking medicine on the first day of the lunar year means one will get ill for a whole year. New Year's Breakfast. Porridge should not be eaten. 
because it is considered that only poor people have porridge for breakfast, and people don't want to start the year poor, as this is a bad omen. Laundry. People do not wash clothes on the first and second day, because these two days are celebrated as the birthday of, and you'll have to forgive my pronunciation, but Shushan, which is apparently the water god. Washing hair. Hair must not be washed on the first day of the lunar year. In the Chinese language, hair has the same pronunciation and character as fa, or fa, in fakai, which means to become wealthy. Therefore, it is seen as not a good thing to quote wash one's fortune away at the beginning of the new year. Sharp objects. The use of knives and scissors is to be avoided, as any accident is thought to lead to inauspicious things and the depletion of wealth. Going out, a woman may not leave her house; otherwise, she will be plagued with bad luck for the entire coming year. A married daughter is not allowed to visit the house of her parents, as this is believed to bring bad luck to the parents. Causing economic hardship for the family. The broom. If you sweep on this day, then your wealth will be swept away too. Crying children. The cry of a child is believed to bring bad luck to the family, so parents do their best to keep children as happy as possible. Theft. Having your pocket picked is believed to portend your whole wealth in the coming year being stolen. Debt, money should not be lent on New Year's Day, and all debts have to be paid by New Year's Eve. If someone owes you money, do not go to his or her home to demand it. Anyone who does so, it is said, will be unlucky all year. An empty rice jar. A depleted receptacle may cause grave anxiety, as the cessation of cooking during the New Year period is considered to be an ill omen. Damaged clothes, wearing threadbare duds, can cause more bad luck for the year. Killing things, blood is considered an ill omen, which will cause misfortunes such as a knife wound or a bloody disaster. Monochrome fashion: white or black clothes are barred, as these two colours are traditionally associated with mourning. Welcoming the New Year: according to tradition, people must stay up late on New Year's Eve to welcome the New Year, and then to let off firecrackers and fireworks to scare off inauspicious spirits and Nian, the New Year monster. Giving of certain gifts. Clocks, scissors, and pears all have a bad meaning in Chinese culture. Okay, so I have to admit that reading through that list and some of the customs that are associated with the festival, it makes me thankful for the security I have in Christ. The way my year goes is not dependent on whether I take medicine at a certain time or wash my hair on a certain day. It's not dependent on keeping children from crying or following any other performance-based rules. While I don't know what lies ahead of me this year, I know the one who does, and that makes me feel secure. 
I know there will be challenging times and times of suffering because none of us are exempt. However, I know that I will not encounter anything that I can't handle with God's strength and his comfort and peace that transcends understanding. I also know there will be times of joy and happiness. There are particular dates and events I'm looking forward to this year and, all being well, they will be the happy events that I anticipate. Likewise, there will be other days I have no idea about now but will be filled with joy in God's blessings. Through the good and bad, challenging and joyful, I know that God will be working all these things out for my good and his glory. Last year was one of my toughest years, but I can look back and be thankful for the good things that have come as a result of suffering. I have grown and matured in ways that I would not have done had I just had an easy path with, quote, everything going my way. A lot of times, the nicest people you meet have been through great suffering in their lives, and they can offer great wisdom of things they've learned regarding what's truly important and valuable. Those are the people to look up to and admire as they've endured and been conformed to Christ. They have been cut and chiseled to reveal a beautiful diamond. These are the kinds of people I admire and want to be like as a result of my own suffering. Well, apart from learning a bit more about the Chinese New Year, I also learned a bit more about Pancake Day, or Shrove Tuesday, or as I recently found out, Fat Tuesday, according to the French Mardi Gras literally means Fat Tuesday. I happen to like pancakes and crepes, especially sweet versions, so I anticipate that it will be one of those days of joy as I indulge my taste buds. Apparently some places in the UK hold pancake races. I'd never heard of this until I looked up Pancake Day on Google. How can I have lived here most of my life and not know about this? I guess it's not been practiced in areas in which I lived. The most famous of these pancake races is in Olney in Buckinghamshire, which has been held since 1445. Here's how it's described. The contestants, traditionally women, carry a frying pan and race over a 415-yard course to the finishing line. The rules are strict. Contestants have to toss their pancake at both the start and the finish, as well as wear an apron and a scarf. Traditionally, when men want to participate, they must dress up as a housewife, usually an apron and a bandana. The race is followed by a church service. Apparently, there's a parliamentary race too, with the House of Lords, the House of Commons and the media team. It's used to raise funds for a charity called Rehab and sounds like a bit of fun. Here's a two and a half minute video you can listen to produced by Rehab based on last year's race. Westminster in Victoria Park uh, to support rehab in an incredible pancake race uh, with a parliamentary team versus uh, a press team. I think it's a really fun way to, to raise money and to also highlight the fantastic work that rehab also does. We are in the big event of the parliamentary can calendar, which is, of course, the rehab uh, pancake race. We're just in the shadows of uh, the House of Commons, and this is where we come together every year to kind of do battle with the politicians. We're going to take the journey journalists on today in this pancake race 
quite appropriately to raise awareness for rehab, but also, I have to say, in the hope that we get round and have some breakfast at the end of it, namely this pancake. Two, three, up! I think the incentive of trying to keep this pancake good intact so that I can eat it at the end is, is the real big focus. Real, you know, not just channel vision, but sort of pancake vision. The event today is actually going to be covered as far as China. Italy, the USA, Russia, and I don't think it's any event like it across the globe where you have parliamentarians along with media uh, giving their time up to make a little bit of a fool of themselves, but they do it very well and do it for a very good cause and obviously for the awareness building for people with disabilities. It's been going 18 years as an event and it's incredibly well supported by MPs, Lords and the political media just to help us build that awareness for the services that we provide. It was brilliant. It was such a great feeling. You know, I'm so proud of the team. Everyone pulled their weight, and after the dark days of you know losing this competition in the past, it's great to have the shining light of victory and the trophy in the hand. I have to say, our tactics were completely messed up by the change of location and change of venue. I'm not saying we spent a lot of time trying it out on the routes around here, barging in front of people. But when we got a different one today, it was slightly different. But. Uh, all the, listen, what a great day. Look how much publicity there is. And it, you know, never mind the MPs, never mind the journalists, never mind the peers. This is actually about rehab, and it's about a brilliant, brilliant organisation. I'm so proud to have been part of it. I think every single participant will actually say that we're doing this not for us, but for rehab. Of course, Pancake Day is not just about pancakes and races. However, it seems there are mixed ideas as to its tradition. One being that it's a pagan holiday, where the god of spring, fertility and vegetation struggle against the evil spirits of cold and darkness. The hot, round pancake represents the sun, and one pancake would be set on a windowsill for the spirits of the ancestors. I believe the more common thought is of it being a Christian holiday, or event that initiates the start of Lent, where those who participate, quote, make a special point of self-examination of considering what wrongs they need to repent and what amendments of life or areas of spiritual growth they especially need to ask God's help in dealing with. While I can see some benefit to this as a special mark of reflection, I think this can also be abused as a ritual, a type of penance, or just a fun thing to do as a test of endurance. That's not to say that there aren't people who genuinely approach this time with an appropriate attitude, though. Personally, I think that we should continuously be pursuing these things throughout the year and don't need a set time to do it based on calendar events. Wrongs should be dealt with immediately according to biblical forgiveness. A great book for learning what that actually looks like in practice is by Jay Adams and is called From Forgiven to Forgiving. As for amendments of life or areas of spiritual growth, if we are seeking God's face throughout the year, then he will reveal things to us as we do life. And it's appropriate to be obedient and make changes right then, not wait until the start of a new year or a new month or Lent or some other time. 
So anyway, to wrap up this podcast, I'd encourage you to go to my blog to check out the article related to this post, where I've also included some pancake recipe ideas for you to try. If one of your goals is to lose weight this year, then I thoroughly recommend checking out the Trim Healthy Mama lifestyle. A couple of the recipes I'll be sharing are based on their plan, so you can enjoy Pancake Day without falling off the wagon, so to speak. And also, don't get bogged down by superstitions and legalistic rules and such. God doesn't want your good works or even your sacrifice as much as he wants your heart and obedience to him throughout the year. If you are his, revel in the freedom you have in Christ and trust his plan for you this year. You have been listening to the Discover Demelza podcast. If you found today's episode helpful, please go to the website at discoverdemelza.com to find the podcast notes with links relevant to today's topic. We look forward to catching up with you next time. Have a great week.